guys a story of the time my friend got a really really bad tattoo like a tattoo that you really can't get a job with you know um something that definitely you shouldn't do out of an impulse especially to get back at somebody when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over $600 each week you can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply that you just broke up with uh it's just not a good idea to ever tattoo something permanently on your body over a relationship that you had in high school but uh he learned that the hard way but before we get into it if we could get 4,000 likes on this video that'd be an absolute dream you guys have been killing it lately and i do really just want to say thank you and without further ado uh let's let's get into some tattoo mishap so i used to have a really good friend in my childhood that i would hang out with pretty often he lived right down the street and we would spend most days after school and elementary school together you know, just hanging out, being bros, the things you do. We used to play a lot of hockey in the street together. Just normal little kid stuff. And and as we grew up, we kind of grew apart a little bit. He started to get in with the wrong crowd. I got in with a different wrong crowd. And uh, we, we just kind of stopped talking for a while. However, throughout high school, he had this really serious girlfriend. And for the purpose of this story, I'm just going to name her Ashley. So him and Ashley were really serious, okay? Every time I would talk to him, he'd tell me that he was going to marry this girl and how serious they were and how everything was going to work out and they were going to be together forever. And you know what? I was happy for him. He's seemed really happy i wasn't gonna rain on his parade he seemed absolutely ecstatic and she seemed really into him too so i was happy for him but as high school comes to an end his girlfriend ashley got into a school in a different state than the school that he was gonna go to and suddenly they were faced with a dilemma well long distance is pretty hard and ashley didn't want to do it and i respect that you know sure it was gonna break my friend's heart but she has the right to have fun and, and, and do her thing too so she decides to break up with my friend and my friend does not take it well me and him had been growing apart for some time at this point uh but, but he starts coming to me and asking asking me for advice and what he should do in this situation and what I would do in the situation and just just want to take my advice like I'd be like hey man maybe don't send her 57 texts in one hour saying how badly you want her back because she seemed kind of annoyed last time and he'd be like oh so I should and then would do it and I'd be like okay this, this is why she doesn't want to be with you but uh whatever he he's kind of getting obsessive like borderline creepy stalkerish type of stuff and then one day he comes to me and he goes Ryan I got it I know how I'm gonna get her back and I'm like okay what wh what's your plan and he just gets really quiet and goes I'm just gonna tattoo her name on my knuckles and uh, I say no I, I really don't understand how that's gonna make her want to do long distance with you can you please explain and he goes oh she's always loved big gestures of love like she'd love it she'd love it if I got my name tattooed on her and I try to politely explain to him why that's a terrible idea and why uh it's definitely not gonna work because not only is this relationship you know on its last leg as it is not together but on top of it she doesn't want to do long distance and getting a random girl's name tattooed on your knuckles when she broke up with you probably isn't the best idea so i try to tell him you know hey man maybe not a good idea let's not get the knuckle tattoo of your ex-girlfriend's name and he gets really mad at me and he goes you don't even want me to be with her like do you have a crush on her or something and starts coming at me trying to say that i'm purposely trying to keep them apart for my own gain and uh, no offense ashley but i thought you were kind of ugly all right i'm not trying to date you so I get really defensive. I'm like, look, dude, I've sat here and listened to you talk about this time and time again. I'm telling you, getting a knuckle tattoo of this girl's name is a regret that you're going to have for the rest of your life. So he tells me I'm a terrible friend and how I've never actually been there for him, yada, 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 a bunch of crap that's just really untrue. And it's like, never talk to me again and leaves. So, all right, bro, if you're going to be toxic like that because I'm trying to tell you not to get a girl's name tattooed on your knuckles, then uh, bye. Good riddance. <laughs> have, have fun, bro. So I think that's the end of it. I haven't talked to the guy in a few days. And then I'm scrolling through Snapchat, just clicking on 
Pokemon stories and I see that he posted a story. So I click it and what I can only be described is uh, a trashy basement, okay? There might have been some needles in the background, not for tattoo usage. I see him getting a tattoo from a guy not wearing gloves with like a homemade tattoo machine made out of an electric toothbrush. The only reason I know that is because I watched a documentary on how they make tattoo guns in prison, okay? So here he is in a methed out basement getting a knuckle tattoo and uh, it, it definitely says Ashley, except the only reason I can read that is because um, I was helping my aunt at the time who's a third grade teacher grade papers and I could read horrible handwriting because you know the thumbnail that says patience like that font that that tattoo you know where it looks like a five-year-old scribbling with crayon is how Ashley is now emblazoned on his knuckles, okay? Yeah, it, it, not only was it a dumb tattoo, it's a dumb bad tattoo. It definitely is not looking good. So at this point, I'm laughing. I show my mom. She's laughing. My dad's laughing. Everyone's laughing because this kid really, really messed up. And normally I would feel bad because he's my friend and he's going through some. But let's not forget, this is the kid that tried to fight me for telling him not to do this. So I don't feel bad at all. So the next day he posts another Snapchat of it. And like I said, methed out, terrible handwriting, Ashley is on his knuckles. And guess what? Ashley is not too impressed with it. I sent her a text asking if she's seen it. She says yes, we both laugh, I tell her what happened where he got mad at me for telling him not to do it. And uh, moral of the story is, she did not get back together with him. So now poor guy has to walk around with a 5th grade coloring book drawing of Ashley on his knuckles for the rest of his life to remind him of his ex-girlfriend every day. And that, kids, is what we call stupidity to the point where you have to learn a lesson. Moral of the story, don't get your names tattooed on you if it's your ex-partner. No matter what type of partner it was. It's just not a good idea and it won't work out. Day that I can't wait to tell you guys about, alright? Oh yeah, as soon as it happened, I was like, boom, this is a story time. This is this is the content that I live for. This is why I live my life every day. I wake up, I, I don't go outside often, but when I do go outside, I'm like, something crazy better happen so I can put it in a YouTube video. Uh, before we get into that, press the like button, you know, it, it's a pretty cool story. I want 4,000 likes. You guys know the drill ski and the bill ski. And uh, yeah, let's get into this, dudes. Let's get wild. Earlier today, I was like, you know, I want a mediocre sandwich. Just something to give me a few calories. Nothing too spicy. Just something normal, okay? So I'm like, dang, I'm gonna head over to Subway, the world's most mediocre food chain, okay? Don't sue me, Subway. It's my opinion. You get Your sandwiches are just the definition of okay. So I hop in the raccoon mobile, and I start whipping on over to Subway. You guys know how it goes. And I, I pull into Subway, and there's nobody there, because the way YouTuber schedules work, since I'm a full-time YouTuber, is um, I'm basically doing everything whenever I want, when I want. So this is around 3 p.m right after I woke up. Yes, my sleeping schedule is messed up, I know. Please don't lecture me in the comments, or do. I, I mean, whatever. So I don't know what subways are like near you, all right? But uh, at everyone I've been to, there's usually two workers. There's somebody in charge and then like a worker, like a manager-worker combination type of thing. At least from what I've seen, I don't know. I've never worked at a subway, but there's always two people there and I'm assuming one's in charge. So I walk into the subway and I just say, yo, what's going on, man, to the dude behind the counter. And he says, yo, what's up, dude? And, and I don't know why this was so triggering, but uh, his manager pokes her, their head her head around the corner and goes, don't call the customers, dude. And so I didn't mean to get the guy in trouble. He seemed like a pretty chill person. So I was like, oh no, it's fine. I called him, dude. Like, don't sweat it. And she looks at me and goes, don't tell me how to manage my workers. You're not the only customers we have in here that he's called dude. And, and this really rubbed me the wrong way because seriously, he just said, what's up, dude? Like, it's not like he looked at me and said, by the way, man, bro, dude, guy, super swag, 47, want to hit a blunt after work? Like, all he said was dude. So I look back and I go, uh, at least he called me dude and was polite. You're just kind of being an asshole. And she gets this look on her face and starts going off about how I have no right to tell her how to manage her workers, da 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 And I'm just like, you just don't have to be rude. The kid just said dude. It's not like he did anything offensive. I don't know why you're so pressed about it. 
So whatever. The guy has an awkward look on his face. His his manager kind of goes into her little back room and closes the door. Tatiana was wiling out. I don't know what was going on, but she's clearly having a bad day. And I go about my business, right? So I get my sandwich. Homeboy makes it for me. And we get to the, the register thing. And I'm like, yo, dude, like, I'm, I'm really sorry if I got you in trouble. Like, I didn't mean to. And he just looks at me and goes, nah, man, it's fine. She's just always like that. I, I guess, I guess I just need to learn to not say dude. And I was like, you did nothing wrong. You literally did nothing wrong. And so I say, can I have the owner's phone number? And I guess Tatiana had her ear pressed against the door listening. Because as soon as I say, can I have the owner's phone number? She comes running out of that back office talking about how dare I be talking to her workers this way, blah, 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 blah. And it's so unprofessional that I want to call her boss over this blah 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 And I'm like look, you know if you would have just come out and be like hey don't say dude and, and that would have been the end of it That's fine But now you're like yelling at me because i'm buying a sandwich from your stupid store Subway's not even that good and it's not this guy's fault Like don't yell at him because I did something dumb So whatever i'm getting yelled at by his manager and the guy just looks at me and looks at her and he goes You know what i'm done i'm done takes off his hat throws it on the floor and says i'm done You're such a bitch I can't. You're yelling at me all the time for things I couldn't do. You're yelling at this dude because he walked in and said, hey, and I said, what's up, dude? I can't work here anymore. I'm done, bro. And just walks out from behind the counter, comes next to me. I, I grab my sandwich and then I walked out of the store. He walks out of the store. I'm like, yo, dude, you didn't have to do that. He's like, no, I'm done. This job sucks. I'll just get another one. So I'm like, well, do you need a ride home or something since you just quit your job? And he goes, yeah. So I take this dude home to his house. I let him out and he goes, oh, dude, like whatever. So while, we're, while I'm driving him home, I, I missed a part. He's talking to me. He's like, oh, what do you do for a living? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm a YouTuber. He asked for my YouTube channel, and then he, he asked what I did. And so I tell him, I'm like, oh, I make fun of stuff on the main channel, but on the second one, I tell stories. And he goes, oh, that's cool. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I, can I tell this story on the channel? And he goes, yeah, dude, of course you can. Of course you can. I don't mind. The only thing I want is for you to give me, uh, just like shout out my name, you know? And so I was like, bet, 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 bet. So, uh, Jacob, if you're watching this, you told me you subscribed, you showed me you did. Uh, thank, thanks for the story, dude. Thanks for quitting your job, because that's, that's gonna be some good clickbait. I really appreciate you, man. I I'm sorry your boss kind of sucked. It's not your fault. You're a good worker. She's just, uh, just an asshole. Let's, let's be blunt here. Moral of the story is, please don't insult your workers in front of people, because it just makes you look like a bad person. And, um, Jacob, you're a really chill dude. If you want, hit my DMs. We'll go get a sandwich at Porta Subs, a superior sandwich establishment. And today I'm going to be telling you guys the story of the time I had arguably the worst roommate in the history of roommates. I know a lot of people have had, oh, my roommate's really bad, my roommates suck, but trust me, after I tell you guys this, you guys are going to be uh, thankful, thankful for your terrible roommates. But before we get into that, if you guys could press the like button, that would be dope. If we could get 4,000 likes on this video, that'd be a fat nut, and, and I'd really appreciate it. And without further ado, let's get into, uh, arguably the worst few months of my entire life. So before I was a YouTuber, I actually had this plan of going to college, and uh, now that that's been thrown out the window faster than a child on the third floor of a balcony, I don't, I don't even know what that said. A child got thrown off the balcony, okay? That's what I was going for. Uh, I can really tell stories about my old school because I didn't want people figuring it out, but uh, now, now you can know, and I don't really care. So basically, when I was in college, I had to share a room with a roommate. Now, usually it's not that bad. Most people's roommates aren't terrible. But for the first three months of my college experience, I had literally the worst roommate to ever exist. This entire story starts the summer before my freshman year, right before I moved in with anybody. Uh, you basically get your roommate's email like a month or two before you move in, just to kind of get to know each other, decide who's going to bring what, so that way you guys don't show up with 15 microfaves, 21 mini fridges, and uh, more grams of heroin than you need, you know? Like, it's so awkward when you both bring heroin to the party. So I check my email one morning, and there is my new roommate. And he sent me an email basically saying, yo, what's poppin'? I'm going to make his name Kevin for this story, because I, I feel like people named Kevin are, are usually pretty meme-ish. 
So it says, yo, what up? I'm Kevin. I'm from South Korea. I'm going to be your roommate. Uh, it says on your profile thing that you're a big gamer. That's great because I play a lot of video games. I have a cat and I've been already in our room because I'm here for the summer since I'm from Korea. And everything's pretty normal in that email except for I have a cat. Because let's keep in mind that I'm having to share a room with this guy. And it's not a big room, probably like 300 square feet. So I, I didn't know that we were allowed to have pets. So I send him an email back being like, hey, I'm Ryan. Great to meet you. Quick question. Is it a joke that you have a cat or do you actually have a cat? And he says, yeah, yeah, I have a cat. At this point, I'm like, uh, okay. I, I love animals. Don't get me wrong. But I'm not really looking forward to sharing a room with a person and an animal that's so small and on the third floor. So I don't know where it's going to the bathroom. So I send him an email back. I'm like, all right, well, you know, where does the cat go to the bathroom? Where is the cat going to go outside? How often does the cat exercise? What's the cat's name? What the cat look like i don't know these are important questions and he goes oh i don't let it outside uh it's really annoying when i play video games it scratches at my cables so i lock it in the bathroom and at this point my wtf meters are off the charts because who locks a cat in the bathroom because it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't like when you're playing video games 16 hours a day and then he says i don't know where it goes to the bathroom i just kind of pick it up as it goes which means it's peeing all over this carpet and the room's 100 gonna smell like cat piss which I am not down for, all right? I'm a pretty go with the flow person, but I'm not trying to live in cat piss for the next nine months. So I contact the school and they basically tell me that the cat is a therapy cat because he has PTSD. I, I don't understand what type of therapy cat it is. So I send him an email, I'm like, yo man, sorry about you having PTSD, like I guess you need a therapy animal, that's fine. And he goes, oh no, I don't have PTSD, that's just what I told the school so I could get the cat. But you don't even take care of the cat, so I don't know why you want it, whatever, so I'm already mad. And that's pretty much all we talk about for the next, you know, few months, I don't really email him because I'm annoyed. So moving day comes, and I'm magically hoping that the cat situation has been resolved, somebody reported him, I did tell the school that he's locking it in the bathroom, and they said there was like nothing they could do, so I'm not really sure what I could have done more. But I show up in the entire dorm room just smells like cat piss straight cat piss the cat's really cute it, it's pretty scared of people reasonably but me and him get along pretty well i'm not a fan of the cat piss smell but i i feel really bad i make it very clear right when i move in that i don't want to have to take care of the cat i don't want the cat because i don't want to take care of an animal while i'm in college but i'm not gonna take care of it you know if, if he needs me to feed it every now and then that's fine but I'm not going to take care of its litter box. I'm not going to get a litter box. I'm not like I, I it's not my cat. And if you hate me for saying that, that's that's fine. But like, I'm not trying to take care of a cat. And he goes, yeah, 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 that's fine. The entire room smells like cat piss. I'm not happy, but there's nothing I can do. All the dorms are full. So I'm sure you're thinking, you know, oh, OK, so th th this is pretty bad so far, but it gets worse. You see, I guess his sleep schedule had never reversed, and Korea is what? Basically a day in front of us, behind us? I don't know. But no matter what the situation, every night for the first three months of college, this guy is up at three in the morning playing StarCraft with his friends back home. I don't know if Korean is just a language that you have to be screaming at the top of your lungs, but he is just shouting in Korean every single night with the cat locked in the bathroom. I feel bad for the cat, so it starts sleeping with me every night. I start taking care of the cat, which I swore I wasn't going to do, but I can't just let this animal get abused. And he's just going about his business, screaming, he never goes to class, he never cleans up after himself, it's a terrible situation, our room smells like cat piss, I can't have anybody over, I am not a happy camper at this point. So whatever, I'm breathing in cat piss on the daily, doing what I gotta do to try to survive with the gas mask on. And then there's a final straw. I wake up one morning, right, to people banging on our door, I go over, open it all groggily, it's like the staff people, and, and they're wearing like these badges, these name tags, they're pretty official, they're with the school, they go, hey, can we come in? And I go, yeah, of course. So they come in and they're like, oh my gosh, the stench is horrible. And I'm like, yeah, it's my friend's cat. And they're like, it's your friend's cat. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, 
Oh, well, they called and complained about your cat. I'm like, well, what's the name on the report? And it's the kid. My roommate had reported the cat as my cat, and I didn't have the paperwork for it because I didn't need a therapy cat. I still can't believe that was a thing. And he didn't want to take care of it anymore, so he reported me for having an illegal cat hoping they'd come and take it away. So they figure out what's going on, and they're like, okay, so it's not your cat. I'm like, no, it's not my cat. And they're like, and has he been taking care of it? I'm like, no, I've been feeding it and trying to get it to use the litter box, but at that point, he had trained it so much that it just wouldn't use it. It's not a good situation, right? And now I'm getting blamed for something that I don't have any responsibility for. So here I am getting yelled at by these people for a little bit before they figured out what's going on. I'm annoyed. They're annoyed. I don't, I don't even think they knew what's going on. Poor people. And so I'm sitting here like, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever been a part of. So I contact the school, basically tell them what's going on. The people that came into the apartment that morning to look for the cat back up my story, basically say that it's not his cat. He's just, you know, trying to take care of it so it doesn't die. And the guy is, <laughs> had the balls to report me for his cat. So I contact the school and I'm basically like, look, these are the options. I'm paying an exorbitant amount of money to stay in these dorms. I mean, I wasn't paying it. The state was, but like you get, you get what I'm saying. I'm not going to keep living in a cat piss infested room with a guy who's going to try to report me because he's too irresponsible to take care of a cat. And you guys need to fix something. So they start looking into everything, trying to find me a room, trying to get me accommodations. And so they bring us both in to interview us on what's going on. And he's being mean to me, like, oh, I can't believe you got the school involved. And I'm like, all right, listen here, buddy. Buddy, buckaroo, 2AM StarCraft god, you're not even that good at it, first of all. Second of all, this wouldn't have been a problem if you just wouldn't have tried to get me in trouble for taking care of the stupid cat that's not even mine. The cat wasn't stupid, it was a sweetheart. I, I, I do feel bad for the cat. Just to clarify, like, I'm not saying it's the cat's fault. But when I'm getting yelled at for not taking care of a cat that's not mine and it's this kid's and he's just blatantly lying and trying to pretend it is of course i'm gonna be frustrated so we get into this meeting and they're like all right what's the problem here and before i even have the chance to talk this kid starts spewing off about how i never go to class and i keep him up at night and i prevent him from studying and all this stuff and i'm sitting here slack jawed like bro is this kid really really doing this right now there is no way he has the balls to actually say all this stuff and thankfully I had taken, this is kind of mean, Snapchat videos of me in bed at like 4 in the morning rolling my eyes with him screaming in Korean so I couldn't sleep. And I, and I had sent a lot of these to my friends and I'd save them to my memories because I just thought they were kind of funny. So I go, oh yeah, so you're going to claim that I'm the one keeping you up late. And he's like, yeah, because you are. Da -da 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 -da. You're constantly the one being loud and obnoxious in our room. And I'm like, all right, buddy, bet, 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 bet. So I pull out my phone and go, then what's this? And it's video of him screaming at the Korean at four in the morning. I have like eight videos of him from two to 4 a.m. of him doing this. And I go, he has no proof that I'm staying up late because there isn't any. I go to bed at, you know, midnight, which is pretty reasonable, I guess. We're all college kids. And I said, I don't even mind him staying up late. I mean, sure, it's annoying that he's screaming the entire time, but I don't even care. That's not why I'm mad. The cat is why I'm mad. So at this point, he's been outed as just making stuff up to try to make me look bad so that way he doesn't get in trouble. And and I'm, I don't care. Who stays up late? I don't find. Yeah, is it annoying? Sure, but I don't care. So they start asking me about the cat, and so I'm telling him that he locks it in the bathroom, or he did. Now, I take care of the cat. I never wanted to take care of the cat, da-da-da-da-da, and how I'm basically responsible for this animal that I never even wanted. I didn't even think therapy cats were a real thing. I'm confused. And he starts to say that, oh, well, I take care of it, so it's mine now. And I'm like, dude, that's not how it works. You were locking a cat in a bathroom for eight hours a day, so I decided that I wanted to take care of it. I don't know what your issue is. So at this point, the person running the little like interview discussion roommate disagreement thing is like, okay, I can clearly see what's going on here. So they basically tell the kid the therapy cat is going to an animal shelter 
to be rehoused. And, and the shelter they sent it to was a really nice one that definitely rehoused it. I've met the person that adopted the cat. The cat is fine. I don't want anyone to worry about the cat because I was worried about it too. I would have taken it in if I knew it wasn't going to be okay. So the person finally, after everything is settled, decides that I'm going to get a new room. I have to share with two people, so there's going to be three of us in a room. But at this point, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be in a room that doesn't smell like cat pee and won't have a screaming Korean kid at 2 a.m. So I'm like, thank goodness. And as for the kid that had the cat, he lost his cat. He can't get a therapy animal. And um, I don't know. Nothing else really happened. Like, he really didn't get in much trouble, which is annoying, but I guess it's whatever. I really didn't want to ruin the kid's life, so I didn't pursue it any further. But uh, thankfully, thankfully, my, my next roommates were a lot better and I definitely had a much better experience not dealing with a crazy psychopathic Korean guy screaming at me in languages I do not understand. Huh, but now that I'm done being a little beta bitch, what's poppin', ladies and gentlemen? Who's ready for a story time? Before I get into anything, I want you guys to smash that like button because uh, I, I like likes, I'm not gonna lie. And without further ado, let's get into this. So as you guys can see from the title, today is gonna be the story time that um my, <laughs> my car got stolen, kind of, sort of. It's a little complicated, but you guys will hear that in a little bit. Uh, I, I don't drive the coolest whip or whatever okay i'm not whipping a ferrari i'm not whipping a, a subaru why did i say subaru as a cool car i'm not gonna say what car i drive because i feel like someone will find it and I, i'm just not trying to deal with that well let's put it this way if a soccer mom drove my car you wouldn't exactly be what the kids call surprised all right it's not a minivan. I'm not that, that not cool. So one day I wake up and get ready to go to school. I, I brush my teeth, you know, I've got clothes on. Surprisingly, I did not go to school in the nude, as depressing as that sounds. And I, and I head outside, except instead of uh, when I press my unlock button, finding a car there to unlock for me, I see nothing. Like, absolutely nothing. So at first, I think my dad might have moved my car or something. So I walk back inside, find my dad, and I go, hey, dad, where'd you move my car? And he just goes, what do you, what do you mean, where'd I move your car? And I'm like, yeah, well, it's not outside. And he thinks I'm messing with him. So my dad comes outside and he looks for my car and it's not there. Surprise, I know parents think they know everything. Like, you really think I'm so stupid I missed my car, dad? You think I was just walked outside and didn't see it? Like, wow, where's this big metal object? So whatever, my dad thinks I'm lying. He realizes I'm not lying. He's like, I don't know. Let's ask your mother. So we go wake up my mom. Mom, where'd you put my car? I didn't move your car. What are you talking about? So at this point, I'm starting to get a little nervous. Because as, as much as I, like, you know, don't drive the coolest car, I worked at a job all summer pushing carts in 110 degree weather to afford this car. So I'm really not trying to have it get jacked. So I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh my god, someone stole my car. Like, what do I do? What do I do? And I was like, alright, so we have to call the police. Keep in mind, this is all going on at like 6.30 in the morning before I go to school. So we call the police and we're like, hey, uh, my, my car's missing. And they ask for a description. So I give it to them. They said they're going to send an officer down to get a report, check the neighborhood, see if it's anywhere, yada, 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 whatever. So I'm feeling a little bit better. The cops are coming. They, they reassure me that most stolen vehicles are recovered. I'm like, all right, bet, 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 bet. And I'm within walking distance of the school. I just didn't like to walk because walking sucks. So my dad goes, I'm going to wait for the cops. You go ahead and go to school. So I go to school, and as I'm walking through the parking lot to talk to my friends, I had texted them all. I'm like, oh, my car's stolen. And they were all like, dude, I'm so sorry. Holy cow, that sucks so bad. You need a ride. I'm like, no, no, I'll just walk. But as I'm walking through the parking lot, I see them all gathered around something. I'm like, oh, that's weird. And I get closer, and I'm like, holy shit, that's my car. My car is in its normal parking spot, and they're all standing around it laughing. My friend goes, yeah, we took your key last weekend, your backup key, and, like, we moved it this morning. And I guess they could tell by the look on my face that I didn't think it was funny. And they're like, oh, what, what happened? And I go, dude, 
I called the cops. They're at my house looking for the car. And my friend's faces all go pale white. And they're like, no, we were just pranking you, dude. We didn't think you were going to call the cops. And I'm like, what do you think I was going to do, you idiots? You think I come outside to my car missing? I'm going to be like, ah, sucks to suck. Realty took an L here. Not that big of a deal. Of course I'm going to call the cops. So they're like, I can't go to jail. And I'm like, no, I, I don't want you guys to go to jail. I just thought someone stole my car. I didn't think my friends were this stupid. So at this point, I'm trying to make sure that none of my friends get nailed with a felony for Grand Theft Auto. So I call my dad. I'm like, dad, it's, it's a prank. And he goes, what do you mean it's a prank? And I'm like, oh, my friends just moved my car to this school. He goes, well, the cops are here and they're kind of looking for your car, Ryan. And I'm like, no, it was a prank. Like they just moved it. They didn't, they didn't think that it was stolen. And he goes, that's not a very funny prank. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, what do you want me to tell the cops that it's a meme? You want me to be like, oh, sorry. These little memers at the edgelord school over there just pretended to steal his car as a funny joke. And I'm like, well, I, I don't know. I just don't want any of my friends to go to jail because like they didn't steal it. They just parked it in my parking spot. And he's like, oh, let, let me see what I can do. So he's on the phone and I hear him be like, yeah, officers, it was just my my son's friends. They played a joke on him. And they're like, this isn't funny. You know, you can get in a lot of trouble for pretending to call 911, blah, blah. He's like, no, we really thought it was stolen. He didn't know. He just got to school and it's in his parking spot. And I'm like, oh my gosh, my friends are going to get arrested. My friends are going to be in prison, dropping the soap, going to fart and sound like a slide whistle all because of this prank because I called the cops. Actually, I shouldn't feel bad, but like I did feel bad. So whatever, a couple minutes later, my dad comes back and he goes, look, they want to come talk to you and your friends. Just stay by the car. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, sure. Sure enough, a few minutes later, a cop car comes pulling into the school parking lot, pulls up next to us. The cop gets out and he goes, I want all of you against the car now. So we all get against the car. And I'm like, okay, one of us is going to get shot. That's what's going to happen here. That's the only explanation. So he starts telling all of us how this isn't funny and how it's a giant waste of city resources to, you know, call the cops and like, why would we do this prank? And he asks, whose idea was it? And everybody looks at my friend, Trevor. And he goes, yeah, it was mine. First of all, if you name your kid Trevor, just automatically assume he's going to prison at some point anyways. Sorry if your name's Trevor. So the cops pull him up and there goes, do you want to see what it's like to be in handcuffs? And they put him in handcuffs. And he's like, am I getting arrested? They're like, no, but this is what's going to happen if you do stupid stuff. So they let Trevor go and they're like, all right, no, you kids get into class. But if this ever happens again, you know, you're all going to be in big trouble. You're lucky we don't press charges on you for wasting city resources, blah, 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 blah. Long story short, I got yelled at by the cops because my friend stole a car. I don't know why I'm getting yelled at. Like, I just did the right thing here. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. But I mean, it happens, I guess. It's a good story. Yeah, I can't really be mad that these crazy things happen to me because it gives me good YouTube content. So whatever. Moral of the story is uh, of stealing someone's car is not a good prank and the cops will get called and it's definitely not worth it. And without further ado, let's get right into the story. No time to waste, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get poppin'. Everybody's got a little bit of a few crazy family members, you know? No one's family's normal. Y'all got that weird uncle, that crazy aunt, whatever it is. And my family's no exception, except my uncle is definitely way crazier than all of your guys's. My uncle is one of those people that uh, is convinced the government is actually going to come after him at some point and spends most days burying things in the backyard so that way when the government rapture eventually comes, he's gonna be prepared and all of us are gonna be really, really sad that we never listened to him. Uh, the, the only thing that's funny about this is instead of like a nuclear war or, you know, something that makes sense for the government to come through and seize all control, he's convinced that uh, Alex Jones is right and that they're turning the frogs gay. This is not a joke. My uncle is the guy that definitely buys everything that Alex Jones has to say just because he feels like it's totally accurate. He's convinced that the government's turning to frogs gay, that there's chemtrails in the air, that 9-11 was an inside job. He's, he's a crazy conspiracy theorist type of guy. I mean, last Thanksgiving, he sat me down on the couch for an hour and told me that if I was working for the Illuminati, that'd be okay. Because there's no way that anyone who has any YouTube presence or is actually, you know, somewhat has, has influence over people 
can be a real person. I, I have to be working with the government. The FBI is doing a deep fake on my YouTube channel because I'm convincing kids that, you know, I, I, apparently that making making fun of things and telling stories is, is okay. I, I don't really know where he was going with that, but apparently he thinks I'm in the Illuminati and he wants to get me out. If I just come to him with my secrets, he promises that he can help me. And uh, I was like, listen, Uncle Uncle Jim Bob, Jim Bob McGeezak here. Uh, I'm definitely not in the Illuminati. If I was in the Illuminati, the most powerful group of people to ever exist... You really think I'd be, I'd be out here begging Susan not to demonetize me? Come on. But he's convinced, man, that I'm actually in the Illuminati and that I'm housing all these dangerous secrets that I could tell him that would help him and Alex Jones bring down the Illuminati. My, my uncle's whack. Not to mention, he actually, and this is true, uh, ha- has tinfoil around his TV. Not around his head, but around his TV because he feels like the radio waves that they send to the TV aren't bad, but the ones that come off the TV is what's bad. So he's wrapped his TV in tinfoil to try to make sure that nothing gets out and into his brain. Whew, I, I sure am glad, man. It's not like his brain's a little scrambled already. It, he's just so weird, dude. Not to mention, he's convinced the government is actually actively trying to ruin his life because he knows too much. Uh, he hasn't had a stable job in like 25 years, which is fine. You know, sometimes people get down on their luck. But um, my, my question is, why would the government that's running the world give a single shit about some random dude in the woods of Kentucky sitting there working on a meth lab. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't know why the government would actively be after my uncle, but he's convinced the reason his life sucks isn't because of, you know, personal failures or drug addiction, but because the government is out to get him. And if the government wasn't out to get him, he'd be a millionaire. He had so many good ideas that the government stole from him. Because, you know, he's also convinced that he somehow invented the internet back in, like, 1974. Him and his friends in college talked about how cool it would be if you could connect everything with the web around the world and the next thing you know the internet was a thing so he's the rightful inventor of the internet and how he's owed billions for all the work he's done and the government stole it from him and they owe him so i mean not to flex on you guys but my uncle is in fact an illuminati fighting internet inventor so uh, i don't know about you guys but i'm definitely gonna get a nice inheritance so if you guys ever feel down on yourself just remember that uh, my uncle invented the internet and didn't get a dime for it but outside of just thinking the government's out to get him and that he invented the internet he's also a big fan of football because apparently you know that that's just uh when you're a conspiracy theorist you gotta love football and he he sits there and screams at the tv and is constantly telling the players what they should have done in the situation i'm like look dude you're an overweight like 55 year old man what are you doing coaching athletes in the prime of their life and he's convinced he's like oh if i was out there on this field i I could make plays happen i could make plays happen i'm like dude listen no you could not you definitely could not get out on an nfl field and compete with athletes that are paid millions of dollars and work out for 15 hours a day i'm sorry and he's convinced nah man i'm telling you it's all about your mindset if you have the right mindset anything is possible i'm like yeah if you have the right mindset then why is the government still holding you down huh huh mister He's also really racist, but um, I'm not going to tell any stories about that because I'm really not trying to get demonetized. Uh, he, he, he's just hes just not a good guy. Entertaining, though. Definitely entertaining. Something about crazy people rambling is definitely one of the most fun things to listen to. So, yeah, you know, uh, my, my uncle is definitely a crazy guy. I have a lot of stories about him, but as you guys know, I usually put out a video asking if you guys are interested in hearing about my cousin's or uncle. My uncle's crazy antics. So if you guys want to hear more about my crazy uncle and all the crazy things he's done, be sure to leave a comment. Let me know if you want to hear some specific things. Uh, Just to give you an idea, he uh, tried to convince my grandma to invest her life savings in a company that would, and I quote, guarantee the overthrowment of the U.S. government. He's just a meme and a half. So if you guys are interested, be sure to comment down below. On that note, guys, that's going to do it for the video. Hopefully you enjoyed. If you did, be sure to press the like button. Let me know in the comment section down below what you thought of the video, all that good stuff. And hopefully I'll see you guys tomorrow with another video. I'm out. Peace.